long ago <laughs> in a land not too far away. There came to you an episode of Creator's Playbook. I'm Michael. I'm Robbie. And together we are going to create an adventure of epic proportions. You might even say it's legendary. <gasps> oh, here it comes. Oh man, that's right. We are talking about legends. Not really fables or myths, <laughs> but legends. But legends. Um, but legends. But legends. But um, <laughs> but but. <laughs> Where is this going? I have no idea, Robbie. <laughs> but we're in for a riled, riled wide. Yep. Yes, definitely a riled a- wide, Michael. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Um, legends, legends. Welcome back. back, everyone. Welcome back. Today we're talking about <laughs> oh, legends. Just, wait, before we talk about butt legends, I just like to <laughs> take a second and iterate who we are here. Um, creators Playbook. We're here to inspire. We're here to encourage you in your creativity. Um, I promise you, we're talking about legend legends and not butt legends. So don't <laughs> don't leave us quite yet. Michael's just having a real riled wide here, so just hang on. <laughs> okay, Robbie. Okay. A legend is a traditional story, sometimes popularly regarded as a historical, but maybe unauthenticated or not <clears throat> not a. It, it, it might be unbelievable, like. You don't know if it's real or not. There are elements of it that are real, that are based in truth, but are largely fictional. So that is a legend, right? Uh, Okay, okay, okay. So if I understand, a legend could be true. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like every legend you hear is a mystery. I'm saying this like I don't know this. But, <laughs> right, but you don't know it. I don't know it. You just taught me. This is great. A good okay. example is the legend of King Arthur. Mm. Mm. Right. So, but what I want to talk about a little bit more is putting a legend in your story to help your main characters have an adventure to go on. <gasps> okay. So world building. You're putting yeah. legends that influence I love that in stories i love it's like it's going super meta in your own books it's a story within a story yeah exactly exactly and you know what some of my favorite stories are totally like that or even even tv shows uh there's a couple that come to mind stargate is a great one where you take the legend of the egyptians and building pyramids because we have no clue how they're built and you make a whole story based on it Right. Well, and you have these are incredibly influential on the characters in the story. In, in some stories, like modern ones, you'll find that um, you know, in the standard hero's journey, there's the wise man that comes and he he yeah. encourages the hero to leave his home and go explore the world and beat the bad evil super kingdom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that moral, the what even becomes the theme of the story is told through like a legend. You know, it, 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 yeah, it's so cool because yeah. it, it makes the story feel so real. Yeah, exactly. And, and the interesting things about legends is they can actually have a narrative format in and of themselves. They're usually some kind of principle telling motif. So like you're, you're the legend in and of itself is like, 
uh, this character going through trials or tribulations or something like that to to gain um, ideals or values along the way that you know hundreds of years later becomes a legend, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It feels like legends often serve the purpose of motivation yeah. uh, of some form or another to the character based off of someone who may have executed a mission in a relatable fashion to whoever the character is, right? Right, exactly. So the Brothers Grimm defined legend as a folktale historically grounded. And I think that's actually a really good definition. Oh, that's interesting. Think about it. You have something becomes more potent, the more grounded in reality it is. There's something about there being um, not just like a grain of truth, but an expectation of truth of what's being told. Because there's a difference between hearing about the valiant hero who wandered into the forest and pulled the the magical blade out and struck down the dragon and became the great king. And you could say like, isn't that a great story I came up with? Oh yeah, sure, Jim, it's great. Yeah, I'm going to go wander to a forest and do that. But when you add the little tinge in the evidence, like, oh no, great King Arthur, the seventh king of this, of this great land of England went into the forest and he found the great, the great sword. And the legend was whoever pulled this sword, you know, yanked it from its stone in the forest and, he slew the dragon or the the dark knight. You know, you take a little bit of the fantasy elements out of it. Obviously, there's always some fantasy in legends. Yeah. But the point right. is, like, that legend is pervasive even to today. And not only is there so much media, and you see it in everything. You see the story of King Arthur being replayed again and again and again in all of its forms, sometimes directly, sometimes as a reference. Um, you yeah. could even say Luke is is a King Arthur character who had to go in, in Star Wars. In Star Wars, right? Who had to go get his lightsaber and then you know essentially go and follow the Force to become King of the Jedi. I don't know how dude, you want to do this. And then he becomes legend in the he end. Becomes a legend, as we saw in the sequels. Right. But the point is, is a lot of what drives us today are old and modern day legends. They they, yeah. they play a huge right. part. And you know, interestingly enough, I think a lot of the legend making happens in the retelling of it from person to person. And so the story becomes way more flowery, way more unrealistic as each telling happens of the story. Mm. Telephone effect. Yeah, exactly. And and so I think some of the legends we have today are are somewhat based in that. And then when you look at modern movies and stories that are based on legends, well, now you're, you know, a couple more levels deep because sometimes you actually remember the story about the legend versus the actual legend itself. Okay. I think I see what you're saying. So you're saying in like another 150 years, King Arthur is going to be this dude that wanders into a forest and pulls a lightsaber out of the stone. Becoming, exactly. Becoming king of Jedi Avalon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not Morgan Le Fay, it's Jade that he has to go up against I or see. something like that. Right. And then he goes, King Arthur goes up to Jane's like, what, what's your name? And she's, she says, I'm Jay Skywalker. And it's this huge twist. This is pretty or obscure. Ky- Kylo Ren. <laughs> Ky- <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I don't either. But it was a good storytelling. Uh, but yeah, I think sometimes uh, legends turn into myths and fables as they become more flowery over time. They do. Um, 
That being said, I think it's important to note that legends are based in truth. They have uh, very much cultural historical contexts, and they mean something to the culture that the legends come from. Well, and those same cultures, as they exist to modern day society, they dedicate resources to seeing how accurate or where the stories originated from. You have people that are looking, archaeologists digging in and trying to see, okay, we think King Arthur was really a person. Obviously, there was no magical sword that could slay down any beast, but he probably was a king and he probably did start, uh, he he could have revolutionized. Yeah. Yeah. Put things in the law. Um, Robin Hood, he's another one. Yeah. Uh, That's that's one that we have a lot of good historical context on. uh, Yeah. But I think in a lot of the stories we've legendized, we've, we've made him legendary. But you, they can track back and they know there's a lot of songs about him and they're pretty confident. Yeah, he could be a real person that people sing about. And so legends are, they're inspiring, but they're also kind of like a mystery. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes them so palatable because you can take them and interpret them as you will. Yeah. And I think in in pulling it back to our, our story narrative here. You can take a legend and have your character gain something from it or, or like learn something or, or become stronger or maybe he's more brave now because he's thinking back to this legend and wanting to emulate the characters in the legend. Right. Well, I, I think with that, I'd like, I'd like to introduce my story for you. All right. Let's do and it. And this is, I think, going to be a bit different than any story we've had so far, I hope. I hope it's legendary. Oh, saucy. This is the story of how I obtained Justice's light. Mm. I was staring down the entrance to the dark, damp cave. I heard the sound of running water splashing on the rocky floor nearby. It was a long story on how I got to this point, and an even longer story on why I even started this quest, but I digress. I ran over the words of the legend in my head one more time. Deep within the cave, there is a shallow grave. A sword only for the brave, not for one who craves the depraved. For long ago, King Hilbert, the just, left a treasure for one who measures up to these three ideals. Integrity, equity, and liberty. It was said that this sword, the sword of justice, was buried by King Hilbert himself, only to be found by one worthy, and more still, one with a cause for justice. That was rumored to be over 400 years ago. I've been searching the last two years for this sword to put an end to King Darien Shazer's reign, and I might have just found it. Ooh, wow. This is a really direct legend. So not only is it this like, it's not just a legend to inspire but it has literal grounding like he intends to find something in this cave that's going to aid him on his quest exactly i mean the legend itself tells of a great man who had the sword and it was buried somewhere and it is for specific purposes right oh man so he's going to be so depressed when he gets into that cave and he cracks that thing open it's like his favorite teacup that inspired him throughout his life. He's like, this isn't what I, gosh dang. And he throws it, it against the wall and it shatters. Curse you. Well, okay. Okay. It, it is stated in 
the legend that it's a sword only for the brave. Maybe it. Maybe, so it is a sword. It is a sword. It could have been hyper symbolic. <laughs> it's the sword you know, to his you know, taste legends. buds. Legends, legends. You know they they very much drift over time. <laughs> <laughs> Telephone effect. Uh, that's it was I, a dagger. He, it was the dagger of, for the brave. <laughs> Dang it! I knew it. <laughs> and he hid his teacup in the cave. Your sword in the cave? No teacup. No. Teacup All right, guys, cave. it's a sword in Earl, the cave. Earl Grey? Earl Grey? <laughs> no, 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 sword. Sword, sword. sword. Anyway. Guys, he's putting soy in the cave. I don't get it. What's it for? So a couple of things. I'd love to start world building here with this one, if we could stay on If we can manage it. I don't know if we can. Um, there's a couple you know, reasons why I left out in this story. Like, he's on a quest to, to find the sword. But I've left it really open why he got here, how he got here, and where he's going afterwards. This really is just a moment in time and kind of a first-person narrative. Right, and we want to hinge all of this on the legend itself. So the here, the why, the how, all should tie back into that. Well, I think traditionally when you talk about these stories, it's some kind of night. So I say, let's go ahead and veer, fear, 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 fear away from that. Far away from that. Veer away from the night? Yeah, he's not and, a knight. And go towards day? Yeah. Yes, Michael, to go towards day. <laughs> uh, he is. He uh, only operates in the night. He's nocturnal. He's extremely sensitive to the sun. He's a vampire, clearly. I knew it. That's, I knew it. Yep. He's a vampire wolf bat. So it's a silver sword of justice. Oh, there you go. A sword made of pure silver. Mm. Probably, I don't know, how does that work structurally? Is that going to be a good blade? No, doesn't hold an edge. <laughs> doesn't hold say. an edge. I brought my silver blade. Wow, I oh, brought my good. <laughs> That's a great blade you got there. <laughs> don't know how it's going to hold up against my steel blade, but we'll we'll give it a go. What are you going to do? Eat off of it? <laughs> it's pretty holds up his teacup. Exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, it's a silver teacup. It's a silver teacup. Haha! <laughs> Jokes on you. All right, so the where he came from and how this plays into the legend. If he's not going to mm-hmm. be a knight, what if it's something far more innocuous? What if what if he's like he's like an accountant in the society of sorts. He's a counter of money, manages a bank, and like he this. sees corruption. I mean, he walks into the bank and what does he see in front of the desk? People in rags, you know, thin bones, sunken eyes. And what does he see on mm. the other side of the desk? Fat men dressed in suits, you know, sparkly ties. And he he goes back, back there because he's good with numbers and yeah. he's an honest man. And so he himself uh, is kind of between these worlds. He's not fat. He's not He's not withering away, though. And he sees just piles of cash in the vault and he has no clue, but he sees the corruption and he wants it to change. And I think I think the point that we need to hitch on here is how does the legend play into this? Where does he hear this from, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not something I purposefully answered because like there's got to be, I, I, I wanted to kind of organically come up with, with how he heard the legend or maybe, yeah, I, I think... You know, I th- I think with the legend there comes some kind of I, I do, do legends have prophecies because I keep thinking like 
you, you know, because of this legend, something is going to happen in the future. And like, he's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, we've, we've, you know, maybe what's part, part of what's not quoted here is, is some kind of prophecy of the future on why integrity, equity, and liberty are important and must be sought after as part of obtaining the sword. And it looks forward to this time when the land will be bound again, because Hilbert himself, uh, the king that forged uh, justice, the sword of justice, did I call it? Justice is light. I called it justice is light. Um, King Hilbert forged justice is light to protect the people for this time. Mm. And I think he's starting to see some of these like key parts of the legend come to pass when the people are corrupt or, or whatnot. And he needs, he's like, that that's the call to find the sword to put an end to the current rulers that are causing such d- devastation to the people. Mm, okay. So there's a promise contained within this legend, which is totally something. I mean, you see that with King Arthur, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a part of the original legend, but the original legend did say that he would return one day to rule over, uh, I don't know, Camelot or whatever. But Interesting. So I would say, yeah, for sure. Uh, if I mean, it doesn't even have to be prophetic in the sense that he saw the future, but he could see perhaps a darkness that he himself vanquished and in yeah. turn said this, this darkness could return. And so he prepared a means for someone to, to take, take the up swords. the blade. Yeah, to take up Justice's light again to put an end to that darkness. I would say that a part of the legend is somehow tied back to how, was it King Hilbert? Yeah, King Hilbert. Hilbert himself would have to be a simple man, not one of great skill, not one of born of knighthood or whatever. He would have to be a person yeah. who, I kind of like the idea where he became this great man. He, you know, as the legend might say, is and you know, a man, if we want to go with the traditional hero's journey, it's a farm boy. Maybe he was a farm boy. And, you know, the farm the farm boy yeah. left his left his lands, left his goats and his his cheese and his wonderful fruit trees. And he he took up the blade and he attacked the tree. He, <laughs> he attacked, <laughs> attacked the, the trees. He attacked the darkness struck down creatures and day after day, year after year, he became a, an incredible warrior. Yeah. And eventually he, he found the great crafter and wielded his crafted a blade, all his own justice as light, he would call it. And essentially it's a story of him becoming this incredible warrior that then led a small group to armies to retake the kingdom and purify it. And he, he, in this, this story saw that someone of greatness, someone that would that would come to save the world could not come with these skills, but they may need his skills. And so what this blade actually has is all of the skills that he possessed, his swordmanship, his leadership, he actually poured into the blade. So he sacrificed it. He gave it to the blade. And the promise is whoever next wields this blade will be given my my swords, my swordship my leadership, my courage, and maybe even his memories. You know, the like, mantle of Hilbert. Yeah, the mantle of Hilbert. Hilbert. Okay. Okay. So like what what as you were describing all of that, like what came to mind was like this cave is actually just the beginning. And this actually sets them off on like a three-part quest where they need to find the different parts 
the the different things that actually give the sword its power because otherwise <gasps> it's just a sword. Oh, so like you know the test of integrity, the test of equity, and the test of liberty, or something like that. And but you know, part of me wants to put an O. Henry twist in this story and say when he actually completes all of these tests and he assembles the amulet or whatever it is and he gets the sword, it's just a sword. There's nothing really special about it. But through the journey, he himself, the character, I didn't give him a name, but Max was in my mind. When Max, uh, the legend seeker, um, finds all the pieces, he's grown enough in character and knows exactly what he needs to do to defeat Dorian, you know, the, the, the ruler at the time. I love this idea. I love this no Henry idea because what if he gets down there, he vanquishes some protector. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a spell left over by King Hilbert. Um, I don't know. Or it's just a set of mechanical traps. Maybe there's no magic at all. And he yeah. gets there, he opens up the chest and all he finds inside is a golden hilt, no blade and no <laughs> yeah, weight. Yeah. It's just the hilt. What do you, what do you call that hilt. thing at the bottom that creates the counterweight? Cross guard? No, not the cross oh, guard. Um, the pommel? The pommel, thank you, to counterbalance, to make it balanced in the hand. Right. So it's he just the pommel that. and cross guard? Yes. Right. With a tablet that leads him on to the next part of the quest, the next part of the legend that no one knew about. Right. But the tablet also instructs him how to like wield the power of the blade, like in this hilt contains his skill with the blade and it actually gets him to use, it like says they're like enchantments to pull the power, but they're actual sword techniques. And so he puts like a wooden blade into the hilt and begins yeah. to practice and he gains those skills. Um, oh, that'd be funny. And right. so all of these things are include challenges where it, essentially it leads him on the same path as King Hilbert and what let him to be the great king that he was. Right. Which is why it took him two years to finally find the sword part of all of this. Mm. Oh, the sword part is totally broken. It has to be reforged. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's just like shattered metal fragments. You know, here's here's the thing, though, is when Max finally gets his sword assembled and he's got it all put together and he's like, you know, he, he does some incantation to try and get the sword to use its magic. You know, maybe at this point there is no magic in the land. Like it's it's all myths. Maybe it's at all this point. Oh, it's all legend. They, maybe the blade was enchanted with incredible power, but it's been so long that it's all uh, faded away. It's all faded. It, uh, the power cells have run dry. Yeah, it's so like I imagine standing in between all these people on like this glorious hill. Like these people, he's gotten to follow him as he's assembled right. the blade. And they're all looking up to him as this great leader. He puts it together. Right. He chants the incantation. He throws it into the air. The light begins and to coalesce around it like a gold shell. And then it just puffs. It it puffs. It yep. fades away. <laughs> and everyone's like, that was anticlimactic. It's like, what <laughs> guy at the back is like, is he a king now? Did he, <laughs> is he a king? Dude, are you a just, king? Just because it goes poof doesn't mean that some form of government or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not going to... He's not my king. It just poofed. What Your does that king, mean? I didn't vote for you. Um, <laughs> His friend right. on the journey like nudges him like, do you feel like a king? <laughs> on a scale of peasant to king, how king do you feel? Yeah. And and in this, you know, I, I think it's interesting because he's displaying all of these qualities, right? He's gathered a following at this point yeah. and, and have showed integrity and equity and liberty to the people that he's gathered. And I'm, you know, it, it I mean, it could go a couple of different ways here. Um, 
but I, I feel, I mean, for me, what would, what would mean a lot to me is if he actually realizes the sword is just a, it's, it's, it's more of a symbol and it's important to hold the symbol up to help other people believe the legend is true that, um, so that they have the motivation <clears throat> to turn against Dorian. Right. So in all of these quests and challenges, he's built up this following and he's gained in skill and renown. He's, he's developed leadership skills, you know, inadvertently, and he can actually lead the uprising despite not actually having an enchanted sword. I love that idea. It makes it so, hmm. you know, you listen to these stories where the ultimate solution feels kind of like a cop out because Honestly, if he did get the magical sword, then all right, great. He's got a magical sword that really takes care of his problems for him. Right. But the reality is, and the more relatable you know, problem is the fact that, okay, he got the blade and it's not going to fix his problems for him. Right. Exactly. He has exactly. to figure it out. He's got to challenge it. And now he's prepared for it. And that's really what forging this blade back together, you know, the justice is light. It's so poetic because in the eyes of justice... Where in the world would it seem appropriate to just give a man power just because he put a blade together? Exactly. You know, zippity doo dah. Great. You put a blade together. Let's go put it on your shelf. You can all admire it. But no, no. Yo, Justice yo would be like, in my eyes, you will earn this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it's that. more taught. It's more taught. And it's earned. Earned. Yeah. Earned, and as the character completes the tasks needed, he does earn that. He demonstrates the good qualities of leadership, and I think in the end, I, the character has gained a level, right? Again, gained uh, this new insight, and I think he's not actually disappointed that the sword doesn't have any magical powers. Um, it would be funny if in you know if it, if in the note with the broken sword pieces. Like the the mage, you know, four hundred years ago, I was like, this was a pretty incredible sword, but I couldn't make it work. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> you know, oh no, the last note. It's like, it's like the ancient ruins are all assembled together so they can read it, and it's like, oh, there's right. writing here, and it's like, uh, just FYI, little caveat. Um, I told him it. I told him the enchantment worked, but in reality. It might be at a little defective. <laughs> it's just, I, I couldn't get it to work. I could, yeah. Might be missing a piece. <laughs> might, might need. Now you always end up with more pieces after you built something. <laughs> oh, and no. you're like, wait, wait, wait. wait a second. <laughs> They're like, uh, guys, there's still some metal fragments left over. Where does where do these go it's, with the blade? It's not important. It's you don't. It's need fine. Those. It's fine. The blade's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Right. So I I think it's it's kind of a nice ending on this story, uh, Robbie. Yeah. That, this character has gone through the development to be the right person to lead the people and not, not just take, not just take charge in and of himself because he feels like he's powerful. And I really like the fact that he started off as an accountant in all of this, um, looking at the hard times and kind of getting a backbone, realizing he can actually do something about this. Um, I don't think we really answered where this legend came from. Maybe it was just something that was handed down, you know, like, parents would tell their kids as a good night story and no one actually believed it but maybe he found some evidence for it one day walking in the forest or something tell me what you think of this image just really quick 
I want to say that there is a very popular local legend, which is this legend, because this is an ancient kingdom long gone. And now maybe their town is named after what they thought was potentially the old capital of where this maybe maybe their city sits on old ruins that they can no longer see buried under years and years and years of just the land changing. And what uh, what we think is a cave at the beginning is actually just an old archway into what was once a castle in the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it would be cool to have this legend appear as art uh, that is still passed around today. And even in the bank, uh, it's the image of just the hilt, which is considered the first piece. And it's a hilt without a blade and without a pommel. And it's, he sees that and he's heard of the legend and maybe yeah. he talks about it with like another one of the bankers. Maybe, maybe we have kind of a twist on the, the manager of the bank who's someone who's actually genuinely a good person, mm-hmm. but is kind of given up. He's like, he wants to set things right, but he just thinks, no, the king, all of his corrupt, you know, governors, dukes, whatever they are, they're, they'd never let me do what I want to do. They would find out the second I tried to change things and they would stop me and replace me with someone worse. So he's like, I just got to play this part. And he tells them yeah. the legend. He's like, well, you know about the sacred hilt, the first piece, right. right? And then unleashes the legend that he'd actually maybe never heard of. He's seen it his whole life, but he's never asked. How interesting. I like that. I think that cinches this one out for me because like, I could see him like, you know, stamping papers or maybe giving coins out at a teller and he he sees the mural of the hilt and he's like, I bet it's true. I bet there's something here, right? And he goes searching for it and he finds he finds the first set of ruins. Mm. Oh, maybe like what you were saying earlier, it's a combo. He saw something mm-hmm. in the forest that turns out to be evidence. Like the guy says something in the story that points back like those ruins or something. Right. And he's like, wait, no. No, no, that that might actually be real. I might actually know where that's at. Yeah. And that's he starts to get this little following and they start doing some historical research and pulling up this le- this legend and digging into it more and realizing I think that was here. You know, Ooh. like I think we're living in that land now. That's and, cool. You know, and and that's how he got started on his quest. They 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 get together, maybe they they uh, you know, one night and they help him pack his bags to go on a on, on a trip to find the sword to help them get out of the situation. And that's kind of the start of this adventure. I like it. That's a really cool start. What a nice warm up to like the whole town starts getting together. Not like maybe the whole town. Cause obviously they want to keep it hush hush, yeah. but different. Exactly. People. I like it. Right. This underground, uh, rebellion. Mm, the I like stirrings. It. I like it. Well, thank you, Robbie. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I really like this legend. What a cool legend. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Creator's Playbook. Uh, if you'd like to uh, continue the story, you can follow us on Twitter at Creator's PB Pod or search for us on Facebook, Creator's Playbook. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We can't wait to see what you make. Thanks, guys. See ya. Creator's Playbook is a Talea Studios production. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at creatorsplaybook.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see what you make. I I was on a roll here. <laughs> you were doing great. <laughs> and and then, still, this is rolling. I then I hit, the, I hit the ruts in our path. Um, <laughs> I got to get out of the rut and back into the groove of things. <laughs> Are you sure you don't need to get out of the gov into the into the roof of things? Roof. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what is a legend, Michael? 
Okay. A legend is a tradition. No. A legend. Oh, it's not. Okay. A Let it be known. <laughs> a legend is not a tradition. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not even going to get to the story. <laughs> All right. A legend, my friends. A legend is a traditional. It's a, it's a story. It is a... <laughs> Mike, Michael's getting it. He's left the room. He just brought back a tub of ice cream. He's eating it. Okay, guys. This might take a while. Okay. It's because I wrote it down funny. <clears throat> Just, just use computer notes like the rest of modern society. I wasn't at a computer when I wrote this down, okay? <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, anyway. A tradition is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you do that on purpose? No. <laughs> no. Michael, your brain's okay. switching things. So a legend is a traditional story. <clears throat> I can't wait to see how you're Walk- going to edit this. <laughs> Walking back. I'm just going to start over. Okay. <laughs> okay, Robbie. 